This is your morning wake-up call on Sports Country. Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us every weekday morning for the latest news, sports, and other things going on around the world and in your backyard. Now, here's your host, Gene Gums. Well, good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Middletown, Connecticut. Welcome to a Wednesday morning wake-up call on Sports Country Radio, the 21st day of July, 2021. As uh, we get ready, or we are on hump day, get ready for some storms here in the Northeast this afternoon, another uh, hot and sticky day. Uh, hot and sticky. It sounds like it is over in Tokyo too, as the Olympics get ready to, uh, have the opening ceremonies in a couple of days, but the Olympics have already started. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up in a minute. Uh, before we get to sports this morning, I just wanted to, um, a little social commentary. Um, there's been a lot of buzz in the last 24 hours since Jeff Bezos, took his trip up into space. He's getting some criticism from people saying that it was, you know, a vanity project that cost billions of dollars and people are pissed off at him for the fact that he thanked the Amazon customers and uh, Amazon employees because they paid for the trip, which they did. Um, and, and other people saying, well, you know, well, you know, what is, what does this do for humanity? And, and uh, you know, he should, that money should have been spent somewhere else and he could have done other things with this. And look, you know, this is this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy about the world we live in today, and it's the social media world that we live in. Everybody thinks that they that their opinion is valid, and and everybody thinks, and and I think a lot of this is grandstanding. By the way, people say, "Oh, let me let me show people how thoughtful I am." You know, um, we have all this mommy shaming. Oh, you're not a good mother because you did this, or you're not a good father because you did this, or you're not a good human being because you did this, as if they are holier than thou and they have you know, never made a mistake in their life. If Jeff Bezos, who earned his money legitimately, and I don't care what you want to say about how he treats employees and how he does it. Look, you know what? If you were that pissed off about the fact that uh, you know he does things the wrong way, don't shop at Amazon. Don't use his service. Everybody does. So you can't, you know, if he's running a business and you're patronizing that business and he chooses to, you know, take the billions and billions and billions of dollars that he has earned and he earned it because it was his baby and and he chooses to put himself up in the space, even if it is a vanity project, which, you know, it, of course, it partially is. I don't think that's all he had in mind, but it, it partially is. It's none of your business. You know, it's just like it's nobody's business the way I parent my child. It's nobody's business if you're my next door neighbor and you want to, you know, you got a bonus at work. And instead of maybe donating it to some charity that could, you know, help, uh, you know, starving children in Africa, you choose to buy yourself a a brand new Audi for $50,000. Well, you know what? It's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. You know, nobody has the right to tell me or my next-door neighbor, or the guy across the street, what they can do with their money. 
just like people don't have the right to say to Jeff Bezos, well, you made millions of dollars, you should have done more with that money. It's none of your business. If you don't like Amazon and you don't like Jeff Bezos, don't use Amazon service. But if he wants to make all that money and spend it on going into space, it's none of your damn business. And all this stuff that's going on uh, on the Internet now about, you know, how Jeff Bezos is an awful human being because he wasted billions of dollars on a vanity project and he should have been giving it away to other people. I mean, come on. You know, it's, it's part of the crap that's going on. And, you know, you got these idiots in Congress, Elizabeth Warren and AOC. God, I hate those people. I can't stand them. They make my stomach turn. I, I, I wish somebody would take Elizabeth Warren and uh, Alexandra Orto- or, or Ocasio-Ortez and shoot them into space. Put them on a rocket and get them the hell out of here. This is not a socialist country. It doesn't mean that, you know, we, we're allowed to be rich in this country. And the rich can spend their money on whatever the hell they want. And the people in Congress and the people elsewhere need to shut the hell up. You know, just shut up. Let him spend his money however he wants. Same thing with Richard Branson. Same thing with uh, Elon Musk. I saw a graphic this morning about, you know, uh, a graphic of the three men uh, and, you know, with little rocket ships where their penises should be as if, you know, it's like, uh, you know, hey, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. You know, and, and here's the thing. Elon Musk has spent billions and billions and billions of dollars. And not only has it been successful, the United States and other countries are using his private business to get stuff up into space. And, you know, Elon Musk wants to put a, a permanent colony on the, on the moon and on Mars. And you know what? And I don't doubt that he'll do it. And maybe Jeff Bezos can do the same thing. Jeff Bezos talked yesterday about, you know, we need to move a lot of heavy industry and a lot of the polluting stuff out into space, get it, you know, protect the planet. Look, and he gave away $200 million yesterday, you know, to philanthropic stuff. Shut up. I'm just tired of it. You know, I mean, it really it really rankled me, and it's one of the reasons why I hate social media because you don't have the right to tell me how to parent. You don't have the right to tell me how to spend my money. How about you just mind your own business? You worry about what's going on in your house. That's what you should do. And, and keep your nose out of my business, out of your neighbor's business, or out of Jeff Bezos' business, or anybody else's. Shut up. Enough. All right. Uh, let's get to the Olympics. Sorry, I just had to get that out. It's been it's it's been building up in me for the last twenty four hours. Um. So, with the Olympics two days away, the COVID nineteen infections reached a new high in Japan yesterday, in Tokyo. Eighteen hundred and thirty two of them yesterday in Tokyo. Uh, you know, we already know they're under a state emergency. We already know that only 23% of the Japanese population is fully vaccinated. They've had 84 or 85,000 infections and 15,000 deaths since the pandemic began. But most of those have happened in this latest wave that started in January. And experts are telling them it's gonna get worse. So my question is, what the hell are we doing having an Olympics right now? And I get it. No fans. Okay, fine. But we've now had 71 athletes plus test positive. The United States lost a couple more athletes yesterday. Their top skeet shooter has tested positive. She won't be there. Uh, one of their beach volleyball players, 
that was uh, male volleyball players that was supposed to be, uh, you know, a contender for a gold medal. He won't be there. Uh, you know, the Mexican baseball team is under uh, quarantine. Now, Hector Velasquez, who used to pitch for the Red Sox, uh, is pitching for the Mexican team. He tested positive, you know, and, you know, you go there and you have to quarantine. And, I mean, it's just I get that Japan is trying to do everything they can to put these games on. But when 70 to 75 percent of your population says this is not a good idea and the prime minister's approval rate is something like 30 percent because of what they're doing, pushing forward with these Olympics. Uh, you know, what are we doing? And you make no mistake, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, this is all about money. The International Olympic Committee is, I guarantee you, they are on their hands and knees begging Japan not to cancel these Olympics because 75% of their revenue comes from the TV rights for the Olympics. If we don't have an Olympics, the IOC loses a crap ton of money. So I get it. It's all about the money. But at the end of the day, this should be about doing the smart thing. And the smart thing is not having an Olympic Games. And I love the Olympics as much as, as the next guy. I do. I look forward to it. But for God's sake, it's just going to get worse. Um, you know, I mean, and the good news is, I guess, if you're an American athlete and you're fully vaccinated, even if you test positive, you know, you're probably not going to get sick. Or if you do, it's going to be like having a cold because you've had the vaccine. By the way, if you haven't gotten a damn shot, get the damn shot. Uh, and look, uh, the head of the organizing committee in Tokyo a guy by the name of uh, Toshiro Muto said yesterday there is still a possibility that there will be a last-minute cancellation of the Olympics. He said it yesterday. Um, you know, I, things have started, so, you know, the competitions have already started, but, you know, uh, opening ceremonies on Friday, I just don't know. I, I don't know how we do this. And I don't know that it's a smart thing to do this. You know, and and I know they canceled it last year and they said, well, you know, we put it off for a year and, you know, we've spent, you know, billions of dollars getting ready for these Olympics. But I don't care. You know, it's the human uh, the human consideration should come first here. Should they not? Or am I missing something? So anyway, as I mentioned, the Olympics have started. The U.S. women's soccer team got uh, well, stunned is the only way to put it. They lost to Sweden in the opening game of the Olympics. Not only did they lose to them, they got shut out. <coughs> Excuse me. Not only did they get shut out, they got shut out 3 nothing. It That's an ass-kicking in soccer. The United States is ranked first in the world. Uh, they had won 44 straight matches, or, or I should say an unbeaten streak of 44 straight matches. But back in... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the Sweden actually tied the United States in Stockholm. I think it was in March or April. And, uh, you know, the, this is a Swedish team that knocked the Americans out of their games in Rio back in 2016 in the quarterfinals. Um, United States, the overwhelming favorite. They look, they're the world cup champs. They're trying to become the first nation to uh, win Olympic gold following winning a World Cup. Well, not off to a great start. So, uh, you know, it's pool play. 
So if the United States wins the other games in the pool, which means they have to beat um, Australia and New Zealand, if they do that, they'll be fine. They'll advance, you know, and then everything gets reset after that. But, you know, their margin for error is gone. And if you are Sweden, you are riding high. Uh, the United States was never in this game. They had a, a, an opportunity. Uh, they had, like, really one good scoring chance in the first half when a shot hit the post. Outside of that, nothing. You know, uh, they made some personnel changes in the second half to try to uh, breathe some life into the team. Nothing. So the U.S. Uh, women's soccer team in a big hole. Uh, the U.S. women's softball team won its opener. They beat Italy 2-0. Kat Osterman, uh, 38 years old, by the way, getting ready to retire. Uh, you know, it's funny. You think about softball. You don't, and I know this is, I don't want to say, that, I guess it's sexist because it's not like Major League Baseball. You know, there's not a, you don't have this professional softball league where you're where these people are household names but you know the big players on this uh uh this softball team uh, especially the pitchers are in their mid to late 30s cat osterman pitched the first six innings she's 38 years old monica abbott who's 35 years old came on got the save uh they beat italy two nothing um and uh they have to play uh, canada next canada beat mexico in its first game for nothing so things are going things are happening uh, whether they will continue to happen for the, uh, uh, the duration of the Olympics, you know, I guess I hope so, but I think it's, it, I think it's going to be a wait and see thing. Look, if, if they have the opening ceremonies and, you know, a day or two into the main part of the Olympics gets going and we start seeing significant numbers of athletes and what would significant be if we start seeing 30 40 50 60 athletes all of a sudden testing positive and uh, all of a sudden being eliminated from from competition we could very well see the plug get pulled on these olympic games you know a few days in i hope it doesn't happen i hope everybody stays safe uh, you know it sounds like the japanese are trying to do everything that they can but, uh, you know, if, if the people that organize this thing are still saying, hey, we could still pull this at the last minute, you need to be concerned about that. You know, and let's just hope, because I'm not rooting, you know, for disaster here. So let's hope that the precautions that the Japanese have put in place are going to be enough and everybody's going to be able to stay safe. But uh, so that is where we are at as far as that goes, and uh, now we'll move on to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks win their first title in 50 years. Uh, and Giannis Antetokounmpo was unbelievable, uh, perhaps one of the greatest performances in an NBA final uh, ever, 50 points, 14 rebounds, five block shots, they beat the Suns 105-98. to They win the series four games to two after, you know, dropping the first couple of games, and everybody was like, oh, my God, everybody in Milwaukee's getting fired. And here we are. Uh, they are able to hoist the trophy. Uh, Giannis ends up being the MVP, as you might expect. Uh, and uh, the Suns were held to just 16 points in the first quarter. This one, you knew, you saw right away what was happening. 
Uh, Brooke Lopez, big game as well, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Uh, but that was the first time that they have uh, won in 50 years. Matter of fact, the last, the only other time they had been in the NBA Finals since then was back in 1974 when they lost in the NBA Finals. So congratulations to the Bucks. Uh, and the NBA season is over, and now you know we've got baseball. I mean, we have uh, football training camps open up. I think it's this weekend, or is it Monday? Uh, football training camps open up. We'll end up with uh, exhibition games coming up in a couple of weeks, but baseball is going to be king here for at least the next two months. Uh, once the NFL season uh, kicks off, we all know that uh, football is king, but for now, Baseball is it, and uh, buckle up. We've got some great pennant races coming up, and uh, uh, the Red Sox did not play yesterday. They got rained out in Buffalo. They have a game tonight. Uh, unfortunately, I thought I was hoping they were going to skip Garrett Richards' start, but they will not. He will still start for the Red Sox tonight in Buffalo. The game that was rained out last night has been rescheduled for August the 7th as part of a split doubleheader but it's going to be in Toronto. The game tonight in Buffalo will be the last game for the Toronto Blue Jays in Buffalo before they're able to return. Uh, they're going to go on the road, and then they'll be able to return to their home field in Toronto. It'll be the first time they have played a game in Toronto since the 2019 season, so uh, good for them. Uh, and the Red Sox will uh, will make that game up there on August the 7th. The big Red Sox news yesterday, of course, Chris Sale made a rehab start for the AA Portland Sea Dogs last night, and it could not have gone any better. Uh, Chris Sale uh, hasn't been in a Major League Baseball game in almost two years. August the 13th of 2019 was the last time he was in a game. And uh, last night he goes three and two-thirds innings, does not allow a hit. Uh, he struck out six, he walked one, uh, threw 49 pitches in those three and two thirds innings, 34 of them for strikes. The first pitch he threw last night, 96 miles an hour for a strike. Uh, he hit 98, 99, a couple of times, uh, seemed to have command of all his pitches and man, if you are the Red Sox, you are doing cartwheels because it means that, you know, probably two weeks from now, my guess is he makes two more rehab starts. They got him up to 49 pitches last night. The idea you would think is to get him around the 75 pitch mark. So probably his next outing, you know, he's up into the uh, to 60 to 65 pitches. Then they send him to AAA. You know, he gets a start there where they push him up to 75 pitches, and as long as everything goes okay, and so far there has not been one setback with Chris Sale's rehab. So if that continues, um, figure his next rehab start would be on, say, September, I mean, uh, July, like the 25th, 26th. His next one would be, you know, July 31st, August 1st, and the Red Sox bring him up after that. You've got him the first week of August for the last two months of the season. And, man, you just that's like making a trade deadline acquisition without having to make a trade. And now all of a sudden, you know, you've got a starting rotation with Chris Sale, Nate Evaldi, 
Erod, Nick Pavetta. That's my top four. I'm feeling pretty good about it. And then I've got Tanner Hauk, who I've brought up, who I think they're going to try to stretch out. He's going to get a start here um, over the weekend against the Yankees. Um, as they're saying, they're going to use a six-man rotation for a little while. Maybe Hauk becomes your fifth starter, and now your bullpen for long relief. You've got guys like Martin Perez or Garrett Richards, or maybe you can get somebody to take them uh, when you try to make some other acquisition at the trade deadline. Maybe the Red Sox can package those two guys and, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, get somebody, get a, 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 a first baseman, you know, uh, if you're the Red Sox, it doesn't get any better than this. And by the way, how excited were people for this last night? Tickets last night for this Portland Sea Dogs game. By the way, the Sea Dogs have won 14 in a row. They're they're uh, they're on a roll. They won the game last night six three. I mean, obviously that you know that's an afterthought if you're worried about Chris Sale. But uh, tickets, it was a sellout crowd, over seven thousand people last night. Uh, resale tickets were listed last night for three times their face value. One pair was on the uh, resale market at $249 a piece. And people were paying that kind of money to get in to watch Chris Sale pitch in Portland, Maine. Unbelievable. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, we've been waiting a long time for this. And we've been, you know, we've been waiting a long time to uh, to have something to look forward to, and it looks like Chris Sale is two rehab starts away, folks, from rejoining that Sox rotation, and uh, hopefully that will be the thing that will push them over the edge and keep them. If it doesn't keep them on top, it will definitely keep them in the wild card picture for the rest of the season, and so let's just keep your fingers crossed there's no setbacks. It's 28 minutes past the hour. we got to take a break. We're back in a minute. You're listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It's 30 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the Wake Up Call. We were, while we were on break, I was uh, checking my email, and uh, one of my listeners, uh, Jim, just checked in. And, and look, Jim, we're going to have to agree to disagree. He was uh, emailing me about my rant on, on uh, the whole Jeff Bezos thing. I'm sorry. Uh, we have to agree to disagree. You don't have the right to tell Jeff Bezos how he can spend his money. If he wants to spend his money, billions of dollars, to go up in a space, that's his choice. You know, your choice is to whether or not you patronize his business. Look, for years, my wife and I refused to shop at Walmart. Uh, to this day, we will not shop at Walmart because of the, the way that Walmart treated its employees over the years. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a um, it was a conscious decision on our part that they are not going to get our money. That's what you can do. If you are that upset about what they do, then don't shop there. You know, and then, you know, then Jeff Bezos won't have his money. But just the same way, you can't tell me, uh, you can't come into my house and tell me that, hey, that extra $500 that you got, instead of donating it to a soup kitchen, you know, you bought a PS5, you know, you're a bad human being. You don't have that. That's none of your business. You don't have that right. And it's the same thing even with these guys that are billionaires. It's their money. They earned it. It's their intellectual property or their physical business that they got that they made their money from, and you do not have the right to tell them how to spend it. You know, uh, again, just don't patronize them if you're that upset. Uh, you know, and are there some legitimate things with Amazon about the fact that they've paid uh, low amounts of taxes? Yes, but the thing is, is that what they did was legal. 
it, it wasn't like they were tax dodgers. They used legal means that are in the tax code to get away with not paying taxes. Well, you know what? If you're upset about that, get the lawmakers to actually get businesses to pay their fair share and billionaires to pay their fair share. That's what we can do. But once they have the money, it's nobody's business but their own. It's nobody's business how I spend my money, how I parent my child, how I uh, treat my wife. You know, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> I probably should put it like, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, mind your own business. If everybody just minded their own business, this be a hell of a lot better world. You know, the problem is, is social media, you know, uh, social media's uh, lone job is to stick your nose into somebody else's business. So, Jim, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. So, all right, let's get back to baseball. Um, so, with the Red Sox idle yesterday, it was an opportunity for the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays to take advantage of it, um, and uh, they did. Uh, the Yankees pick up a win over the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday, 6-4, to four, a lot being made of the fact that Aroldis Chapman picked up his first save in over a month. Um it, all right, granted, you know, again, this is sometimes when I think the save is such an overrated statistic. Uh, you know, okay, so he came out, he had a three-run lead, which, by the way, is the, you know, if you have a three-run lead in the final inning, you can get a save. You could give up two runs and barely hold on to the lead and still get a save. I think it's kind of a silly stat. Uh, I think a save, if you're going to get a save, it should be like a one-run lead, you know, or a two-run lead with uh, with guys on base when you come in. I mean, it just seems silly to me that, you know, three-run lead, you got to get three outs without giving up three runs and you get a save. So having said that, he struck out the side, good for him, but he also gave up a bomb to Andrew McCutcheon. You know, and uh, you know, and then he, he gets the third strike on the on the last batter and he's like staring at it at the batter trying to stare him down like I got you. I mean, come on. This guy has stunk for the last month in his last fifteen appearances he had an ERA of eleven. And if you're the Yankees, all right, you, you, if you're going to get him in a save situation, you you put him in the, the easiest save situation you could possibly get. You know, uh, so it's his 17th save and 21 opportunities. You know, let's follow that up, you know, against the Red Sox this weekend. Get a save against the Red Sox this weekend. Well, actually, I'd rather you didn't. But get a save against the Red Sox in a one-run game this weekend. You know, and then I'll, I'll tip my cap. He's been absolutely atrocious, and he wasn't great last night. Yeah, he struck out the side, but, you know, when you throw 102 miles an hour, it's going to happen. It's what baseball is today, right? Uh, but anyway, so they win the game over the uh, the Phillies yesterday, 6-4. Uh, home runs by Gary Sanchez, Brett Gardner, uh, John Carlos Stanton hit one, and uh, Estevan Floriel, of all people, hit one. Uh, and they are now within seven games of the Red Sox. Congratulations. Hey, look. The, the thing is, is that the Red Sox know that they could have buried the Yankees last week and uh, last weekend. They didn't do it. They lost two out of three in New York. Big series coming up at Fenway Park this weekend. The Red Sox have a chance to return the favor. If they can keep this lead at seven, have the Yankees come in and the Red Sox sweep or win two out of three, the Yankees leave. Uh, July's almost over and they're still nine back. You know, so... Uh, look, you know, it's good for baseball, I guess, if the Red Sox and Yankees rivalry um, is a healthy one. And the Yankees are certainly playing well. They've won seven of ten, three in a row. 
so uh, uh, we'll see what happens today because Asher Wojciechowski is going to get the start for the Yankees today. It's his season debut. This is a guy that pitched for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays for a couple of years and was a human gas can. You know, I mean, so uh, I wouldn't get too excited if I'm a Yankee fan today. Uh, although Philly says they are going to have a bullpen game. Aaron Nola, their ace, got the start last night, and he wasn't very good. Uh, so, uh, and Domingo Herman got the start for the Yankees, and he wasn't very good. So it'll be a bullpen game for Philly, and it's probably going to end up being a bullpen game for the Yankees as well because they'll be shocked if Wojciechowski makes it past the third inning. So the Yankees take advantage of the Red Sox being off, uh, as do the Rays. Uh, after losing to the Baltimore Orioles inexplicably the night before. Uh, you, th- you know, and, and this was a game last night. I thought maybe the Orioles had a chance. John Means coming off the injured list uh, with some shoulder issues. He's the ace of that staff. He's been really good this season. Uh, well, he came off and got ru- uh, greeted rather rudely by the Rays last night. He goes five, uh, but he gives up seven hits and five runs. Uh, gave up a couple of bombs. Uh, one to Randy Arozarena. Um, it was his first homer in the last 22 games. And then, uh, Francisco Mejia had a home run as well. And five runs batted in, in this game. Uh, and a, a lot of credit, Brendan McClanahan, a kid who is from the Baltimore area, got the start for Tampa last night and pitched well, five innings, four hits, just one run. He struck out seven and the Tampa bullpen does a decent job. Tampa tried to give this one away. Uh, I mean, they won it nine to three, but they made four errors. Baltimore made a couple of errors, too. I mean, it was not a pretty game, but uh, balls were flying out last night. So Tampa with the victory in the game, now a game behind the Red Sox, and uh, they right the ship. Uh, the big news that everybody wanted to talk about last night, and and it is big news. I don't want to make light of it, but uh, an all-woman broadcast team last night, uh, the game was on YouTube. And uh, Melanie Newman was the play-by-play announcer. A young lady named Sarah Langs did uh, color. Alana Rizzo was on field. And then they had Heidi Watney and Lauren Gardner doing the pre- and post-game coverage. So the first time we've had an all-female uh, broadcast team. You know, it was, it was fine. I watched some of it. It was fine. You know, I'm not one of these people that uh, is wrapped up with, uh, you know, that has got to be a male voice. Um, you know, I, I have to be honest. I mean, I'm a bit of... <laughs> Probably a bit of a male chauvinist pig, but you know when when I first heard uh, women doing uh, you know college basketball games, it was it took some getting used to. But it, I, maybe I'm, I'm just old and I'm used to it now. But to me, this was seamless last night. Give a little bit of credit, you know, somebody who paved the way for this, Jessica Mendoza, when she did uh, analysis for ESPN for a few years. And actually, I think she still does some games for her. But she was on their Sunday night coverage with Erod and uh, Matt Vaskersian for a few years, and she was good. You know, I thought she was all right, and and she showed, uh, you know, knowledge of the game. You know, it's one of the things that uh, a lot of guys have trouble wrapping their heads around. Like, well, how can women, you know, like understand baseball? How can women know baseball? You know, how can women know football? You know, we got to get past that. You know, I'll tell you what. One of the uh, a young a woman that I used to uh, was a good friend of mine was probably one of the most knowledgeable people about hockey that I have ever met in my life. Life, male, female, or uh, I mean, she was unbelievable. 
you know, so it, just because uh, they have different plumbing guys doesn't mean that they don't know their stuff. And uh, these women, I thought, did a pretty good job last night. We get used to it. Probably going to see more of it. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, so YouTube and, uh, the major league baseball network, most of the talent that was in this game last night, uh, came from the MLB network. But, uh, you know, again, uh, I thought they did a decent job. Uh, the Rays and the Orioles will finish their series today. Michael Walker will get the start for Tampa. Keegan Aiken, who is still looking for his first win of the season. He is zero and five. He will get the start for the Orioles tonight. So, uh, Red Sox, as I said, uh, Garrett Richards tonight. You can't feel too confident about that one. So uh, here's hoping the Sox still have sole possession of first place after tonight's game. Uh, the Mets, after the night before scoring all kinds of runs, putting up 15 and hitting home runs all over the place, lose last night to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Joey Votto and Orestes Aquino with uh, home runs on consecutive pitches last night. Uh, the difference in this one as Cincinnati wins it 4-3. to three. Wade Miley, solid start last night. Pitches into the seventh inning, goes six in the third, seven hits, just uh, one earned run. He struck out eight, picked up his eighth win of the season. Uh, Brad Brock, who is uh, having a pretty good bounce-back year for Cincinnati, did a good job out of the pen. Uh, Heath Embry gave up a run, but uh, then Amir Garrett finished it off, picked up his seventh uh, save of the season. This one got a little bit more difficult for the Mets. They had called up Robert Stock from the minor leagues to make the start for uh, them last night. He left the game uh, after the first inning. He had some hamstring tightness, uh, so he had to leave. They had to bring in Steven Nogasek um, for, in an emergency, and he ends up allowing three hits, a couple of runs, uh, both of them home runs. He did strike out five guys in three innings, uh, but he is the one that gave up the uh, home runs to uh, uh to Aquino and uh, Joey Votto. For Votto, it was his 12th of the season. So the Mets, with the loss, have the uh, their modest four-game winning streak snapped. They now have a two-and-a-half-game lead in the NL East over the Phillies and three-and-a-half over Atlanta. The Washington Nationals, they stay hot. They picked up their third win of the season last night. So the NL East tightening up even more. Washington only five back. Uh, so buckle up. Uh, Marcus Stroman is going to get the start for the Mets today. Jeff Hoffman is uh, supposedly going to be reinstated from the injured list today to make his first start since June 26. He's had some right shoulder issues. He's got a 3-4 and four record, so he will make the start. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, by the way, made a rehab start for Syracuse last night uh, as he is trying to make his way back from some hamstring problems. Uh, he got whacked around. It was a very short rehab start, so uh, not a good sign as far as that goes. Uh, Left-hander David Peterson has been playing catch. He is probably going to start throwing off the mound this weekend. He's been on the injured list since um, uh, July the 1st. And uh, Jared Eikhoff, who got the start for the Mets the other day, uh, was designated for assignment. So the Mets still struggling to find some consistent pitching. They were hoping Carrasco might be close uh, but that rehab start yesterday, uh, obviously not a good sign. Uh, the series that everybody is watching this week, the Dodgers and the Giants, and this was a great one last night. Uh, the Giants built a an early 6-2 lead going into the bottom of the fifth inning, and then the Dodgers got things going. A run in the fifth, three runs in the sixth, three more in the ninth. They come back to beat the Giants uh, by a final of 8-6. to six. And this was a Dodger team 
that was very undermanned last night. Uh, no Mookie Betts. Uh, Justin Turner and Max Muncy both had to leave the game after getting hit by pitches. So, you know, this was a team that uh, did not have some of their big guns uh, in the lineup, and they are still able to make the comeback. Will Smith, a three-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth inning, the difference in this one. Uh, and uh, he hit it off of Rogers. It was Rogers' fifth blown save of the season. But, he, look, he's been really good. I mean, despite giving up uh, those three runs without getting an out last night, he still got an ERA of 2.05. Uh, Alex Wood got the start for the Giants last night. And Nunez got the start for uh, the Dodgers. Uh, they also went to their minor league system the other day and brought up Josiah Gray. They brought him in in relief, and uh, his major league debut did not go so well. He did strike out seven over four innings, but he gave up three home runs. Uh, four hits, three of them left the ballpark. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski had a two-run shot for the Giants last night. Uh, Alex Dickerson hit one as well. Uh, for Yastrzemski, that was his 15th of the season. Uh, Dickerson, it was his ninth. It's a four-game series. Game three will be today. Julio Urias, who leads the major leagues uh, in wins uh, with 12. He is 12-3 and three with a 3.78 ERA. He will get the start for the Dodgers tonight. Uh, Logan Webb will get the start for the Giants. He is 4-3 and three with a 3-5-4. And so the Dodgers now within a game of the San Francisco Giants. The San Diego Padres fall 5.5 back as they lose to the Atlanta Braves last night to Tuki Toussaint, of all people. Toussaint making his season debut, pitches six and two-thirds innings, gives up just three hits and a run, struck out five. And uh, they beat San Diego 2-1. Hugh Darvish uh, returning from the injured list, uh, making his first start since uh, July 8th when he went on with some uh, hip inflammation. Did not pitch badly. Four hits, a couple of runs in five and two-thirds innings, but the bats just couldn't get going. They managed just five hits uh, off of Toussaint and uh, three Atlanta Braves relievers. Uh, so the Padres stumbling a little bit. They are going to turn to Chris Paddock and Reese uh, Kinnear today, it's a doubleheader against the Braves a, uh, starting this afternoon. The Braves are going to counter with Kyle Mueller and uh, Bryce Wilson. The good news also, by the way, for the Braves, Ian Anderson uh, went down on the, uh, the injured list last Friday, and uh, he feels pretty good, and it looks like he may be ready to come back as soon as those 10 days are over. Uh, for the Padres, they uh, got some encouraging news as well. Austin Nola. Uh, their normal starting catcher has been uh, on the bench for two months uh, with a knee injury. He is supposed to be activated this weekend uh, for a four-game series in Miami. So that's good news for the Padres. They've got some help coming. It's 46 minutes past the hour. we got to take one more break. We're back in a minute. You're listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It's 48 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the Wake Up Call. Hey, just a quick note. I, I totally forgot about this uh, with the news with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA championship last night. I just want to take a second to congratulate Jordan Sears. Jordan Sears played Division Three basketball here in Middletown at uh, Wesleyan University. He was a, a pretty good uh, Division Three college basketball player. Well, he is a assistant video coordinator for the Bucks. So uh, that technically makes him an NBA champion. So uh, congratulations to uh, Jordan Sears. Uh, good kid. And as I said, a very uh, a solid Division Three basketball player. So that was kind of some cool local news. 
Um, great story, by the way, this morning in the uh, Hartford Current um, on uh, another local product, Tim Boyle, who was a backup quarterback for a few years for the Green Bay Packers, now with the Detroit Tigers, or Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions. I got baseball on the mind. Uh, and uh, trying to uh, to hook on there. And, uh, you know, look, uh, he's not going to compete for the starting job in Detroit. There's no question about that. But, uh, you know, a kid who played uh, uh, here locally at Xavier High School, uh, so hopefully uh, Tim has a, a nice season with the Detroit Lions. Speaking of football, uh, we're going to try to get Dan Zampano on next week with NFL training camps opening up. We're going to uh, get our NFL guru on here to talk about uh, some football because, well, why not? We haven't talked to Dan in a while, so uh, we'll try to get him on uh, hopefully next Friday. Uh, another programming note, I am not here tomorrow, so no show tomorrow. We will be back on Friday, uh, but uh, got some, um, uh, some moving stuff I got to take care of tomorrow. All right, let's get back to a few more baseball games before we get out of here. Uh, the race in the uh, NL or the American League West uh, stays status quo. Houston wins, Oakland wins, Seattle wins. So Houston maintains its three and a half game lead over the A's. Uh, Seattle uh, has won six of ten. They are just six and a half back, trying to keep themselves relevant. You know, Seattle's an interesting uh, story. They're seven games under five hundred. I mean, seven games over 500, excuse me, despite the fact they've been outscored by 49 runs this year. There are not many teams in Major League Baseball with a winning record that have a negative run differential. As a matter of fact, the only other one I can think of uh, is uh, the Phillies and I think the Cleveland Indians. And the Indians are barely over 500. They're like two games over 500. But by and large, you know, you don't, you're not being outscored by 49 runs and seven games over 500. But anyway, Jose Altuve with a couple of home runs last night. It was the 10th anniversary of his major league debut uh, with Houston. Uh, he celebrates it with a leadoff homer. Then he hits another one uh, in his next at bat. Uh, and uh, they end up beating the Cleveland Indians 9-3. to uh, The Indians just taking on water like nobody's business. That series... Uh, we'll conclude tonight. Lance McCullers, 7-2 and two with a 2.80 ERA, will get the start against Eli Morgan. Uh, he of the hefty 7.86 ERA, uh, he'll get the start for the Indians tonight. The Athletics got a, a great performance. James Caprillion, this kid, I'll tell you what, he is uh, maybe the best pitcher that nobody has uh, really ever heard of. Uh, picked up his fifth victory of the year last night. Six shutout innings, he struck out seven. Uh, lowered his ERA to 2.65, and then a good job by the A's bullpen uh, as they shut out the Los Angeles Angels. 6 nothing yesterday. For those of you on the uh, Shohei Otani watch, uh, he went 0-3 at the plate yesterday. Uh, but uh, Matt Olson homered for his second straight game. It is his 25th of the season. That is tied for the fourth most in the major leagues uh, with Kyle Schwarber. He also had an RBI single uh, later in the game, Ramon Laureano with an RBI single as well, uh, as uh, did Elvis Andrus. So a, uh, a good, solid win for the Oakland Athletics. And I mentioned the Mariners. They beat uh, the Colorado Rockies last night. This game is significant in that Marco Gonzalez picked up a victory for Seattle. Uh, he is now 2-5, uh, and five, but it was his first win in three months. Uh, he beat Baltimore back on April 15th, and he had been 0-4 in eight starts since then. He did spend a month on the uh, injured list with a, a forearm strain, but uh, a solid win for him last night. Herman Marquez, who had been very, very good for Colorado, struggled with his control last night. 
Uh, and uh, he falls to 8-7 and seven on the season. Kendall Graveman, by the way, picked up his ninth save of the season uh, for the Seattle Mariners. The White Sox win again. Jose Abreu, a homer, a double, and a triple as uh, they rallied from uh, behind to beat the uh, Minnesota Twins 9-5. to five. The Twins just, uh, just hideous. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, they can't get out of their own way. And uh, But for Abreu last night, uh, a big game, no question about it. And uh, one of the best players uh, in baseball, former MVP, uh, not going to win the MVP this year. That's going to be Shohei Otani, I would think. Although I still, and I, I know, everybody loves Otani, I still think that what uh, Vlad Jr. is doing in Toronto is special. And uh, my vote would be for him. I'd, I'd vote Otani second, but you know maybe it's just me being the anti-hype guy. But for Abreu, it was his 18th home run of the season last night. Uh, the Chicago Cubs with a win last night, a rare win lately. They beat the uh, St. Louis Cardinals 7-6. Uh, the Cubs now eight and a half games behind Milwaukee. Uh, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks. geez, I'm really having a problem. One of the Brewers lost uh, yesterday. Uh, and with the Cincinnati victory, Cincinnati is six and a half behind. But uh, the Cubs trying to stay in it. They are now tied with the Cardinals uh, after that win last night. Both teams, uh, 47 and 48 and eight and a half games behind the Milwaukee Brewers. That is going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Wake Up Call. We leave you this morning with some music from Zach Brown Band. It's a new one. It's called Same Boat. We'll see you tomorrow. No. We won't see you tomorrow. We will see you Friday. You've been listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country.